I got a big mouth. Came out. I talk from my heart. I'm real. You know what I'm saying? Whatever comes, comes. But my controversy probably. And it's not my fault. I'm trying to find my way in the world. You know, I'm trying to be somebody instead of just make money off everybody. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I go down paths that haven't been traveled before, and I usually mess up. But I learn. You know what I'm saying? I come back stronger. You know, I'm not talking ignorant. You know what I'm saying? So I obviously put thought into what I do. Your karma, everything that you do bad comes back to me. So anything that I'm doing that's bad, I'm going to have to suffer for it. But in my heart, I think what I'm doing is right. You know what I mean? And I think heaven is just when you sleep, you sleep with a good conscience. You don't have nightmares. Good hell is What's going on, everyone? It is your girl, Queen Queen, and this is the Boomerang Effect. The topic of today will be, do you feel like a sellout once you date outside your race? Or are you considered a sellout if you date outside your race? And the reason why I wanted to sit up here and talk about this topic about interracial relationship is because I was running through a clip, and I noticed that uh, I had a clip say with Cat Williams and Fat Joe doing an interview, and the title had said, Cat Williams expresses his love for black women, says drugs and white women have messed up a lot of careers. And I thought that was very interesting, him being a black celebrity and him Forcing it and saying that drugs and white women, basically interracial relationships, had destroyed a lot of careers. And then on top of that, I ran across some clips of Kevin Samuel and uh, Dr. Umar Johnson having like a little beef, and the beef was mostly behind their different opinions on, you know, kind of like the encouragement of black women. So we'll get into that a little bit later on. Uh, before I start the podcast, I do want to let people know that here at the Boomerang with Queen Quee, it is solely, we're, okay, at the end of the day, we believe in unity. My opinion is that, my opinion. Everybody has an opinion, good, bad, or indifferent. We can always agree to disagree. I am always willing to hear feedback, criticism come in and stuff like that. I do not want people to think that this podcast is to basically separate or attack a group of uh, certain people. I love everybody. This is not only black and white. It can be black and Hispanic. It can be uh, white and Hispanic. It can be different races, anything with dating outside your culture. So I definitely do not want anybody to take anything that I say on this podcast personal. You know what I'm saying? Like you can always like, share, comment, give me your feedback. I would love to hear it. Educate me. If you don't even feel like it's an education, you just want to voice your opinion, please do that. That is what this podcast is for, for us to give our different opinion. So I just wanted to give that little public service announcement because I definitely do not want nobody to take it personal like it's a slug or attack towards uh, interracial relationships. So before I start, we're going to get into a clip with Cat Williams and what him and Fat Joe was talking about. Anything I know, I owe that to black women. You know what I mean? Black women are the the essence of of this creation, and that's why it endures. That's why it's... That's why it's special at all, is because of that. So the black woman, so you're not, I can see Cat Williams with a white girl. No, no you couldn't, and you haven't, ever. You should not do that. <laughs> not because I, it's not because I can't, and it's not because of anything to them. It's not that. It's that when I was coming up, when I was reading the books of what would mess up the people in the entertainment business, it was... If they were um, a black guy, it was the drugs and it was the white women. And that's what 
messed up all of these stories that I read. And I just said, okay, when I come in, I'm not going to do those two things. I'm not going to do nothing other than what I'm doing right now. And right then, I was smoking weed. Everything I know, I owe that. And I was smoking cigarettes, and that was the end of it. And to this day, all these years later, I'm still on the only two substances I came in with. I'm still just nicotine and THC. That's why you never see the product suffer, because I am the product. That's why he never is nowhere re-upping because he is re-upped. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the hip-hop has always been able to be the music to the soundtrack of my life with all of the artists. And you are an institution in hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've, known, I've known Wayne for 15, 20 years. You know what I mean? Like, and I was smoking cigarettes, and that was the end of it. And to this day, all these years later, I'm still on the only two substances I came in with. I'm still just nicotine and THC. That's why you never see the product suffer, because I am the product. That's why he never is nowhere re-upping, because he is re-upped. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that was Cat Williams and Fat Joe doing an interview. And of course, the topic came up. Now, what I, let me just break down what I feel about the clip. First of all, Cat Williams, I don't know how did it start, but he felt the need to let it be known that he loved black women. He sounds like, I love black women. I love this and that. For whatever reason, he was encouraging the fact of, you know, black women are beautiful and powerful. Just probably some encouraging words that he just decided to say. And then you got Fat Joe, Roly Poly, neck, five triple beam neck, head behind. Uh, I think that it was very classless and unprofessional. It's just tacky, especially when you're a host and then you see that this person is speaking on a, a, a certain type of person or group of people and then you feel the need to throw something in his face like you trying to shoot a slug at him and stuff like that like i just feel like with black women and that's something that i i hate at times because i feel like that every time we're always the center of attention it's some way somehow whether it's good or bad nine times out of ten even when someone's speaking good on a black woman you always got somebody want to double back and ask the question or sit up here and put their two cents in it was no need for him to even bring in that well you look like you date white women you look like you a date a white woman why does that matter i don't care if i didn't bust down 20 white women right now i'm talking about black women i'm talking about black goddess i'm trying to encourage my black sisters out there so why are you bringing up the fact that you feel or you think or you thought that he uh date white women and it was just kind of like to me you gotta be careful because i feel like he you know he felt like well let me go ahead and put him on blast. Yeah, he trying to encourage black women, but whatever. You know you are dating a white woman. And if that is the case, and uh, Cat Williams sit up here and have dated a white woman, it's not a big deal. But it's just the fact of, why do you feel the need to sit up here and add that on or ask him that question or say that once he is praising black women? Like, and I'm glad he let it be known. Oh, no, I didn't. 
Put put me on a picture. You know what I'm saying? Get get them pictures together. Cause it's pressure. Y'all can't wait to let him know. No, no, you haven't. And it was funny because it's kinda like he ha 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 he laughed it off. You know, Fat Joe laughed it off. But it was like, no, nah, sir, you did not see me that way. And that's one thing I love about Cat Williams, or he's standing his truth on a lot of stuff. And uh, yeah, but that's interesting. What do you guys think about that when he said that he feel like that a lot of athletes and celebrities and different people they have had like their biggest downfall was one dating white women and two drugs like drugs far as like cocaine heroin and getting into some heavy drugs he like listen i didn't read books I didn't see Rosewood, and he didn't say Rosewood, but anybody know that movie when that woman, that white woman started screaming stranger danger and rape, and then that black man got in trouble. He didn't see the movies. He didn't see the blueprint. And at the end of the day, he, he probably felt to himself, I don't want to get into the industry and start dating these type of women because I don't care how much money and success I got. They, if they scream stranger danger, that's my ass. <laughs> so, uh, what do you guys feel about that? Do you feel like that is a true statement? Do you feel like a lot of black athlete, uh, athletes and uh, celebrities, comedians, actors, everybody that you know that have dated outside their race and stuff like that as far as white women or a different uh, race of women and it did not last, do you feel like that they still came out with a successful story? I honestly agree with Kat Williams on that. I'm just being honest. I really do. When I think about you got Chad, uh, Chad and Evelyn, you got Tiger Woods and his ex-wife, you got a lot of uh, different celebrities, means that once they made it, they date. There's, they started dating outside their race. But then you best to believe, I don't care what they did, whether they did it or not, nine times out of ten, their career is over once they get into it with that woman. And let's just, let me, because I know people's like, well, no, uh, nine times out of ten, they did something. That's the reason why they ended up predicting me. Yes. But I noticed where if a black woman said up here and accused a black athlete or a celebrity of raping them or basically being violent or any type of stuff like that, it's not taking it serious. It's always, what did she do? What, uh, 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 she seemed like she had attitude. Y'all want to pull up her her, uh, her background since pre-K to make sure she didn't do nothing to provoke this man. But let Becky, let him be married to Becky. And all she said was, he raised her voice and she feel uncomfortable. Y'all ready to hang this man for everything y'all pulling his record y'all could y'all y'all stopping his bag and endorsements and stuff like that so i do feel like that that is a red flag that i have always noticed and malcolm x said it best the black woman is the most unprotected because at the end of the day we are made to look like we're very strong powerful we don't have anything called emotions and feelings so i just it just disgusts me because it's so many times where when people speak on black women if you speak on them too highly you have some people sit up here and try to nitpick and be like well whatever you don't you don't love black women that much i know you're like a, a white woman i can see you're dating a white woman that was tacky as hell period point blank you see what I'm saying? Because it was just like, well, where did that come from? But I'm glad Cat Wheels kind of, you know, lined, lined his sausage neck behind up <laughs> and got it together. But yeah, what do you think about it? Do you think Cat Wheels, that was a true statement when he sat up here and said that a lot of uh, successful dudes or men in the industry, career has been broken by dating white women 
and doing it or it has to do with white women are drugs white women are drugs. he said he read the blueprint he said uh-uh and none of that was qualifying for him he didn't want to even be involved in it so okay we have that subject and then the next thing i wanted to talk about was dr Omar Johnson and Kevin Samuels and their beliefs on the situation. Now, this doesn't have anything to do with that clip that Kat Williams was talking about, but it was more so about Kevin Williams and Dr. Umar Johnson. Anybody that knows them knows that they're very opinionated. You know, they're going to tell it like it is. They don't, uh, they do not hold back. Uh, they are very outspoken. It's kind of like you definitely have to come with the resources because they is not to be played with on any, anything. And I can say both. I, I love Dr. Umar Johnson. I have listened to not only his clips on interracial relationship, also on different type of subjects. So everybody know Dr. Umar Johnson is pro-black. And then you have Kevin Samuel that has been a viral sensation for a couple of, um, he has been a viral sensation uh, for a couple of probably months or whatever. And everybody know that Kevin Samuels is the type of person that he's going to tell you how you feel. He's going to let it be known like you did, she did. Like, okay, how many kids you got? What's your height? Okay, you're too fat. You know what I'm saying? You got two, three kids, you ain't going to get married. So it's kind of like let the men tell it that he says what they're thinking. So, you know, well, let's get into it. Let's get into Dr. Umar talking about interracial relationship on The Breakfast Club. Let's see what he had to say. Question, Dr. Umar. Are you totally against interracial relationships? I am totally against it, and I want to make sure you understand why. Mm -hmm. It's not because... <laughs> Cut it out, Envy. <laughs> Question, Dr. Umar, are you totally against? 
Okay, so Dr. Umar said that. And I, and to be honest with you, go check out his whole interview on The Breakfast Club on YouTube. Uh, you will be, he said a lot more on that subject that made a lot of sense to me. I mean, I loved it. I listened to the whole interview and it definitely was good. So even though that clip alone, I felt what he was saying, and I felt like that I kind of kind of opened my eyes and made me think like, huh, he could be onto something, or he does have valid points when he sit up here and say different type of stuff. And uh, when he talked about the interracial relationship and keeping it, you know, everybody dating within the race because a kid would not grow up in confusion and feeling like they have to pick a side. I always wonder that because you know when you date outside your race. Different people and different races are basically built and they are, uh, what, what should I call it? They are, they grow up in a different type of environment. I'm not saying all black people grow up in poverty and all white people grow up in, uh, you know, like rich neighborhoods, uh, tablespoon type of type of theory. But at the end of the day, I always wonder what is it that when a black man sit up here and in his younger days, Say, for example, even before you even make it big or whatever, you know, like in your younger days, you are dating black girls. You see what I'm saying? Like you're in love with a black woman, you dating black women. But as soon as you get two nickels to rub together and you become famous, you are dating outside your race. You're quick to sit up here and leave that so-called uh, high school sweetheart that was with you when you didn't have nothing. See, black women, I feel like, dang, we good enough for y'all to have when y'all don't have nothing, or y'all going through that phase or whatever, but then once you get to a certain level of success, you feel more pleasure of getting those same women that you know one look at you any other day. If you wasn't where you was at, where where you was at in life, and I used to be thinking like, dang, is it like a control thing? Do they just wanna uh, say that it's like a power thing? Like, yeah, I know you don't want me, you probably would never date me, but now I have the power, I have the money, I have the cars. I have what you want, so you better kiss me at my feet. So I just always wondered that, but that is true where I feel like with Dr. Umar uh, kind of like elaborated where you always, you have never rarely seen a successful white woman with a broke black man. Never. Now, we ain't talking about, you know what I'm saying, little Becky around the corner. That you know what I'm saying? That all her life she want to act like she Eminem and stuff like that. We're talking about, uh, honestly, a successful uh, white woman with a broke black man. Or even a black man that probably does not, or that is probably not on the same level when it comes down to credential or uh, uh, like career and stuff like that. We could be just talking about it in that purpose. But you always see a black man, a rich black man with a white woman. So, uh, and you're right. I feel like, like he said, for instance, you're not giving us options. Like, oh, like I think he said in the podcast too, he was uh, elaborating on the simple fact is that it's not that many choices with black women. So, you know, black women, we don't have a lot of choices. No shine, no tea, but it's either the man is gay or down low or nine times out of 10, they are married or they are dating outside their race, especially if they have like, if they feel like they're on a certain level, they're dating outside their race. So uh, that is a good question. Do you feel like that he's correct on saying that we should always stick with our own race when it comes down to producing? And I always wonder too, what is it uh, that 
makes people automatically want to get into an interracial relationship? Is it their childhood? And I never forget, I was talking to a friend of mine and he was saying that his sons, he have three sons that are all of age and all legal, all 18 and up. And he was like, his, um, his sons always made it clear that they wanted somebody exotic, somebody foreign. I want them light skin, high yellow, or damn near white. And, and you know, he he loves darker women. He said, and you know, I queen, I love dark skinned women. I love chocolate women. I love my sisters. And then his sons want somebody that is basically, you know, a different race and everything else. And then he said he asked his sons one day and they said that, you know, he felt they felt like uh they talk too much. Like we we're too we're too dominated. Black women are too dominated. We we tend to, you know, vocal our opinions too much. We tend to be masculated, you know, as far as like and we start to sort we start to demasculate the man. So it's kind of like we that we have a thin line between leading and following. We have we're not as submissive of other races. And uh he said, and then you have to think about how they grew up. He was just like, even though me and their mom was together, but they're used to their mom, which was a dark-skinned woman, always walking around the house, mad, screaming, yelling, always in drama, always trying to go back and forth with people and stuff like that. So yes, if your son see that growing up, he gonna be like, I do not want that as a wife. I do not want to date that type of person once I grow up. Let's just keep it real. And that kind of made sense to me when he said that. But uh, yeah, what's your thought about that situation? Because I know I had dated, before I move on to this other subject, I know that I had dated outside. I only been in one interracial relationship of my life. And I probably was in my late 20s, probably like 26, 27. So at this time, I was only dating black men. You know what I'm saying? Like only black dudes. And I never forget when I finally uh, dated this white dude. And I just felt on cloud nine because as we was getting to know each other, to me, he swept me off my feet. Like he honestly swept me off my feet. And a lot of stuff that he was doing and showing me and taking me places and we going out to eat and he's being this type of person. Hey, you need gas in your car, you want to do this? I was not used to that because I was always figured that when I started dating black men, I had to be so strong. I had to let them know I was an independent woman so they can sit up here and, uh, you know, feel like, okay, well, she got something going for herself. And I'm not trying to be funny. A lot of times when we date within our race, we're, we're too much in competition with each other. Like, you really do have some dudes out here acting like they a bad bitch. Like, what can you do for me? I got a car. I got a job. What you want from me? And then you be like, well, I got a car. I got a job. So it's like we're competing instead of us just Going with the flow. Everybody don't nobody want to be used. So therefore, we're consistently being combative towards each other and we're not letting our guards down. So when I started dating outside my race and I dated this white dude, a lot of stuff that he was doing, I wasn't used to because I felt like that that was like he had an agenda. I, I remember I'll never forget, he had gave me some money. And he was just like, here, here goes, you know, hey, do you got some gas in your car? Uh, here goes some gas and uh, something to eat for later on. And I remember I got frustrated. I said, why are you giving me this money? Like, I'm not trying to be funny. Like, what do you think that, you know, I don't I don't want you to say that you always giving me stuff or whatever. Like, I'm not that type of person. I'm not fit to have sex with you for this, this, and that. And he was looking at me because he was so confused. He was just like, well, I'm just doing stuff that I thought that was normal. I'm doing what a man is supposed to do. Like, we, it's not the fact of I'm trying to get something out of you. This little stuff and these gestures that I'm doing, this is the man within me. This have nothing to do with having an agenda. 
So, uh, yeah, I, I kind of was like, oh, my God, like I wasn't used to that. So I'm not going to lie. I started telling people like I, if they're not Hispanic or white, I don't want to deal with my brothers no more. And to that one faithful day, because I don't care how much you know, say you don't know people deep rooted issues that they have going on. Do you not know when me and him got into an altercation? It took us to get into one altercation where you know, what I'm saying like we was kind of like going back and forth. And then he sit up here and he he sit up here and said the nigger word. He sit up here and said, if I come over there and see any nigger over there, you best believe it's going to be a problem. And I thought that that was so crazy. I was such in shock. We haven't talked since then, but I was such in shock because I was thinking to myself, this man had a biracial child. He, even before me, he was dating another black, uh, a black woman. So it was kind of like, once you get upset, you say that it better not be a nigger over there. And then on top of that, he was a full-blown Republican that did not believe in, you know, he, he was pro-Donald Trump, pro-Bush, everybody. Yeah, build that wall, get that stuff going. And then you turn around, you turn around, and then you start cheating on me with a legal immigrant, a Hispanic lady. That's illegal. That ain't got papers, but you, you for this, this, and that. But on the outside, you, you're pro-Republican. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like, I thought to myself with Dr. Umar Johnson when he said that, like, you don't know people's agendas. So please be very mindful just because you date outside your race. Make sure that they're very educated on your culture because half of the time when you date outside your race, you're never comfortable. I can always remember me never being as comfortable as I was when I dated black men because when we go out, we had people stirring and looking at us. And I used to get so angry and want to be so sheltered and want to be behind closed doors so much with him because I feel like why people just don't understand we love each other we, you know like why everybody looking at us crazy because you're white and I'm black and I just feel like they were looking at us like we were some uh, he the pimp I'm the hoe it gotta be a reason what's up so it was like you get those stirs and looks and then that's another thing when you date outside your race make sure you're comfortable because I see a lot of white women when they date black men when they get out in public and then they're around a lot of black women, sometimes it's the black man that feels uncomfortable when he see a lot of sisters. And then you got the white woman. I don't know what the black man in and styled in her head that black women are crazy, jealous, and over assessed. So therefore, she feels like everybody wants this this dude. And now everybody's stirring and they, uh, uh, they're uncomfortable. So be very mindful when you date outside your race that you're comfortable within your own skin. And you also know that your partner is educated. So uh, let's get into Dr. Umar and and uh, Dr. Umar and uh, Kevin Samuels going back and forth. Let's let's listen to the first clip. women. I count about a dozen. I'm gonna call them the dirty dozen of division. The triple D, the dirty dozen of division. There's about twelve members of the dirty dozen of division. Twelve beta males, YouTube life coaches, who are trying to build a platform by making black women feel bad. I don't like it. I, I, I can't appreciate black men trying to make a dollar off of making black women feel bad. And unfortunately, our black women, some of them are so thirsty for validation that they're participating. They're participating in the attacks and slander against the black female community and that's not acceptable that's not acceptable no black women should ever subject herself even for a
black women. I count about a dozen. I'm gonna call them. You mean Dr. Umar Johnson, the man who has two children, two different women he never married. Dr. Umar Johnson, the guy for the last 10 years has not built brick one of a school he's collected money from. Dr. Umar Johnson, the man who calls you queen, mother, goddess, and all this other kind of stuff. And again, for those who are keeping score, this is another woman who comes on and says, talk to us more like Umar. The Prince of Pan African, Big Papa's in the house. What are my donations? I mean, shout out to Umar. I got no problem with the dude, but I think it's funny. I keep coming over here asking everybody to talk like Umar. Queen Mother Garland, Cocoa Butter, and Seamoss Gold and shit. Right, you I mean Dr. Umar Johnson? Like women. All right. So that was both clips from Dr. Umar and Kevin Samuels when he had basically, you know, um, replied back to the criticism where people were trying to compare those two. And we're going to break that down. But before I do, let me tell y'all, after that happened, Dr. Umar Johnson took to Instagram and said, Dr. Umar, you're trending on Twitter, but not for all the right reason. They literally took the clip when you address YouTubers and the sound bites, and now they're typing about a versus battle or a debate, shaking my head. These people are thrilled with empty entertainment. How do you stay so dedicated to black race slash population when we have so many problems, mental, which is our most damaged, socially, economic, and definitely verbally, verbal, Reverly, I'm sorry. I am discouraged. Social media becomes more. I'm sorry. I was. I'm looking at my handwriting. I'm sorry. It's that bad. They become more infatuated with drama. So, because uh, of course I'm I'm rolling into my next clip. So you know if this end up taking me over to the next clip, you guys will hear it. Part two. So let me just break down the situation on that matter and what i feel about it now i do feel like dr umar was basically saying that at the end of the day you know what i'm saying like why are black women going to well why do they feel the need to get validation through black men you have to be comfortable within your own skin and i'm not gonna lie we cannot blame kevin sangers for going in and giving his opinion that's what i was just saying at the beginning of the show opinions is on opinion everybody have them and um let me just stop the 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 let me just stop the podcast right now please you guys uh, part two it'll be rolling in so just bear with me because you know it's at a 30 mark so stay tuned okay you guys sorry about that we are going into part two because we was getting at the 30 minute mark so that's the reason why i had to end the last streaming on the interracial relationship but let's jump right back into it we was talking about dr umar and kevin samuels basically their little beef if you want to call it that and uh what they both their opinions on both of the situation as far as like encouraging and uplifting black women and both of them had to me both of them had good points now no i don't really like kevin samuels i am biased when it comes down to dr umar johnson and a lot of times people feel like people don't like kevin samuels because he's he tell it like it is he's like the he's like the uh martin luther king and malcolm x to black men when it comes down to relationships because they feel like that he says everything that they want to say or they just love to have that type of dude that actually come out and say 
how they're like basically protecting them. Like, oh yeah, Kevin Sanders, he gonna tell it like it is. You as any man, they gonna be like, oh, they love Kevin Sanders. They like, they're a groupie behind it. But we gonna let y'all have them. Like we, I totally am not upset about that situation. Now, Dr. Umar, um, I think that uh, he was, basically voicing his opinion to encourage black women and let them know like at the end of the day, you're beautiful, you're wonderfully made. You see what I'm saying? Like it's called self-esteem. Like I don't I don't understand why people find validation in going or getting an opinion of different people. People gonna like you when you're doing good. People gonna talk about you when you're doing bad. So do you, you see what I'm saying? Like be the best that you can be. You know what I'm saying? And he just felt like that for a black man to be raised by a black woman and given birth by a black woman, it's just a shame because at the end of the day, you're making a dollar off exploiting and disencouraging black women. You're telling women that if they're married, I mean, if they're divorced, then therefore, you know, you might as well don't be looking for a six-figure dude. Don't be looking for an upgrade if you divorce and you got kids and this, this, and that. And that's something that I do agree with because I feel like with Kevin Samuels, it's not the fact that, oh, the truth hurt. He just telling y'all what people thinking and how these men think. But it was more so of the simple fact is that you're so busy trying to encourage women to stay in a certain type of bracket or level. It's no such thing as upgrading and changing and making not making the same mistake. Yes, a lot of stuff that Kevin Senior preach about and he talk about, he's spot on. He is telling the truth. But at the end of the day, you have to be mindful that you're telling a woman that's calling in talking about, well, you know what? I want a man with a job and I want him to have this, this, and that. And at the end of the day, I do agree. Whatever you want in a man, you need to make sure you have for yourself. Don't sit up here and expect this man to have a job, a place to stay in a car, and you don't have that. Don't expect him to make six figures and you're not making six figures. You need to be making for sure like, hey, if, if he got this, I got that. I'm just being honest with you. It's a lot of wonderful dudes and successful men that even me, a mother with three kids, a single mother with three kids, and that is 31 years old, I have been basically had a lot of opportunity to date a certain type of dude that was at a way better level than I am, but I never did take it, not because I was intimidated. It was more so of, I have to get better within myself. I have to make sure that I'm on a certain level. How can I sit up here and expect this from you or accept this from you, you know, and I don't even have this going on for myself. So, um, I agree with Kevin Samuel when he talk about that situation, but I do have to disagree when women call and then they want his opinion. And then the first thing he sit up there and do, he, he tends to kind of like turn them down and let them know like, well, now nah, you, you want a man that this, this, and that. What about you? Because you could be telling the person to walk back into an abusive relationship. Maybe she feels like that. Hey, I'm, I want a man that's making a certain type of money and uh, he's living a certain type of way. She might feel that way because she probably feel like at the end of the day if he have a lot of shit to lose let's just keep it real like drake say i only fuck with people that got shit to lose because if by fucking with somebody that ain't got shit to lose they'll help you lose it out so of course if a woman feel like she want a certain type of man and she makes stand standards for herself like who is you to sit up here and tell her that hey that yeah that's too good for you like hey you need to maybe you know keep messing around with pookie them until you get to a certain level because you a six you look like you about a six or a seven and i just think that's very tacky so when dr umar kind of looked into it i'm pretty sure he probably was just feeling like women 
black women of all you already are made to be strong and powerful and <clears throat> emotionless at times like you we are made to be just super women so why are y'all calling into this show and this man is sitting up here telling you you're still not worthy enough I don't care if you do got a, a good paying job and you got degrees and you got all this stuff going for yourself. You're still not good enough. So when he said that with uh about Kevin Samuels, I agree. I want I really want to know what do you guys think about that? Do you feel like that? No, Kevin Samuel was spot on, or do you feel like Dr. Umar Johnson was uh spot on with Kevin Samuels? I do have to play devil advocate because, like I say, I do agree with a lot of stuff that he say. It's more so of the delivery. And a lot of people was, uh, you know, saying that it spurred this beef between them two. It's because that he seen how on the show, when it come down to a white woman or a different color woman, uh, like a different race woman, he tends to be more polite. Hello, how are you doing? Uh, what is it that you want me to, you know, what is it that you want? Like he's more calmer and collect and more receiving. You see what I'm saying? His delivery is a little bit more better and normal. But when it come with a black woman, you what? What? How tall are you? How many baby daddies you got? Where you where you work at? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, just what I thought. You a six? You a five? You ain't gonna. You might need to find. Oh, you never gonna get a six figure man. You got too many kids. So it's like what? <laughs> but then Becky calling you. Yes, let me know. Like your doctor Phil. Come on now, keep that same energy when it comes down to all the audience. So I don't feel like Doctor Umar was just solely picking on Kevin before uh you know because of that i feel like he was just saying in general it was just a, a a video on youtube somebody posted and they said it is very disturbing that somebody made a title and said this is the reason why black women are so ugly come on now come on now like it's just like black women we are always the center of attention don't no other race of women basically get uh humiliated embarrassed disencouraged more than a black woman it's like we don't we don't even have to volunteer our service i honestly do not care about interracial relationship that's my honest opinion so before somebody be feeling like oh yeah she got an issue this is that i don't have a problem with a black man dating outside his race the problem begins when that black man tends to sit over here and have something smart or try to sit up here and down black women Oh yeah, I like I like white women because uh you know they they submissive. They know how to listen. They ain't they they ain't got all these baby daddies and they ain't married and this is and that. And it's kind of like, but you coming from a mama, a fat black woman that stayed in a project all your life that uh, and you got about uh that she got about five or six baby daddies. Make it make sense. But you love your mama. Can't nobody say nothing about your mama. It's going to be war. You ready to ride out behind your mama. But then you turn around and you grow up and you dead outside your race. And you have the audacity to disrespect and group all black women the same. It kills me when men sit up here and say that black women are not submissive. That's the reason why they date outside their race. Uh, Give us something to be submissive about. I used to think that I was like, Lord, I, I don't want to be too headstrong where I can't listen to a man or you know what I'm saying or i can't sit up here and basically follow a after my husband i know boyfriend baby daddy type stuff i'm talking about after my husband i can't let him lead in peace and then i thought to myself like no i have never been in a situation where i was comfortable another uh to let a man lead as black women sometimes we all we got we don't have no choice 
but to make a way out of no way. Come on now. Y'all can sit up here. Y'all send y'all mamas and everybody else, aunties and, and different type of stuff. We have no choice. It's no such thing as no when it comes down to a black woman, whether she got kids or not. It's no such thing as no. We have to work 10 times harder. We have to go 10 times stronger. We're going to feed you. We're going to nurture you. We're going to beat up for you in your darkest hours. We're going to still treat you like the king you are, even on your sick bed until the day you die. All we ask for is loyalty and respect and to basically be there for us. But no, what y'all sit up here and do, and not all of them, because it's a lot of black men that love it. What y'all tend to sit up here and do is when y'all finally get to a certain level in life, y'all choose to sit up here and date outside y'all race because for some reason, a black woman is not as attractive. Let, let the stories I didn't heard. Oh, they're not attractive or they're not too submissive. I, I'm, I'm over. I'm going to go get the women that I knew I couldn't get. That's what makes y'all feel more powerful because y'all y'all know a sister ain't going to allow you to basically run them dry and basically talk to them and handle them any kind of way. And that's the type of woman that y'all should want. Y'all should want a woman that sit up here and stand in her truth. That means she'll go to war behind you or anybody else behind you. Let's just keep it real. That Look how black women treat. Look how we sit up here and treat our sons, brothers, uncles, daddies, husbands, boyfriends. Y'all already know we'll go to war behind a black man. We don't play behind a black man. We're going to stand 10 times down. Sometimes you got the black woman pushing over the, the dude, the black man, and letting it know, I, I can protect us if you come down to it. I'm standing 10 times hard. Now, Becky, soon as Becky sit up here and scream and yell, and as uh, soon as Becky sit up here and scream and yell, and uh, she feel unsafe because you raise your voice, soon as she call the police, I don't care how much money you got. I don't care what you got going on for yourself. A simple phone call or a word of mouth to her feeling uncomfortable, that's your whole career. Sometimes your whole life. But then who is y'all running back to? Your mamas, your black mamas, the black women that you feel like that know you within you and know their church truth? Come on now. Look at look at the biggest fruit that a black mother have for her son. Y'all know something? If you can't use, uh, she can't use my comb, she can't come to my home. Some of y'all mama said that. Some, some of y'all mama feel a fear of when y'all date interracial. You be like, well, my mama prejudice. But yeah, that could that is true. But at the end of that, she already know that soon as you get out of line, soon as you don't want to be with this white woman, that's show behind. Regardless of how I raise you and how I know how you is, it'll be your words against yours. And sad to say, most likely, if it's a black woman you dating, you might get a chance to hear your voice out. But if it's a white woman or you dating outside your race, you best to believe they're going to be sitting up here taking that other person's side. So I, that's, a, that's just how I feel. That's how I'm going to feel. I, I left it all out on the podcast. I would like y'all to like, share, comment. Let me know what you guys think about this subject. Please, I don't care if it's good, bad, uh, indifferent. Let me know how you guys feel. Yo, raw, uncut, leave a message. I have a message button where you can leave a voice message. You don't have to uh, basically say who you are. You can just leave a message. And just let me know what you think about this uh, podcast and how do you feel. Do you feel like that when people date outside the race, that they're a sellout? Do you feel like it's a reason why? What is your reason if you date outside your race? What is the reason that you would date? And what is the reason that you would not date outside your race? The questions that need to be answered. So um, 
Love you guys a lot. Thank you for staying tuned. If you stay tuned during this whole podcast, I really do appreciate it. I love you guys all. I don't care if you black, blue, purple, white, whatever. You see what I'm saying? Like, I love everybody the same. Please do not take my opinions personally. You know, everybody have an opinion. We can agree to disagree. And like I say, let's leave it out on the podcast. This is the Boomerang. Love you guys a lot. Mwah.